Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Well, school is starting at Lamar, and more than 2,300 students are moving into our residence halls that we call Cardinal Village. The Starbucks, the Chick-fil-A, the Jason's Deli, all of our food places are opening up for the first time since March. And while it feels like normal, it's, it's still not. Lamar University is taking every precaution, passing out PPE and hand sanitizer, as well as offering online face-to-face uh, but socially distanced classes and a combination or a hybrid of the two. We've also paused football for the moment because there was an uptick in the number of positive cases in our student-athletes. Um, our athletes are tested weekly with the most accurate testing, and if there are more cases, those students are quarantined for 10 days. Uh, I'm not sure. And they've been quarantined because um, – the students have no symptoms. That's what's so fascinating, um, you know, about this this disease is that the um, the students, um, the, the younger people, seem to not have the symptoms, but they do have the virus. And I'm not sure if any organization in Southeast Texas is testing as many young people in that age range, 18 to 21, like the Mar University. So it seems like, you know, the, the more testing you do, the the more um, you find that there are people who have it and don't even know they're asymptomatic. Anyway, we're taking every precaution that we can to protect the community of Lamar University. You know, uh, Lamar University is part of the community, and um, as a, a member of the community, the research that's conducted on campus benefits Southeast Texans. Just recently, the Texas Land Grant Office awarded $30,000 to Dr. Chen Chen, Associate Professor in Lamar University's Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering, to conduct a comprehensive study to mitigate flooding and non-point source pollution. His research team is applying sophisticated modeling tools to estimate precipitation frequency and intensity to assess the community exposure to the risk of floods and water quality impact caused by stormwater runoffs. They hope the outcome of the study will serve as a basis for repair, renewal, and replacement of decaying stormwater infrastructures that minimize the loss of human life and property during flooding events. In, uh, in the, the least, they hope the study will inform the state and regional planners on balancing between stormwater retention needs and development over the watershed area. The study will uh, shed light on reducing and mitigating non-point source pollution problems in the Natchez River and Sabine Lake. So, you know, exciting research happening at Lamar that will make a difference for our community when it comes to the flooding that we um, so frequently have in our area. So if you ever go to the beach and you see these warnings uh, that the water is not safe, well, that is actually a result of work done by Lamar University as a beach watch project. The Texas General Land Office has awarded over nearly $35,000 to Dr. Ashwini Kuchner, Lamar University Professor of Biology, to facilitate Texas Beach Watch in Jefferson County. She's here with us today as one of our nerdy professors and the first female nerdy professor we've interviewed. Welcome, Dr. Kuchner, and thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Shelley. I'm glad to be here. So I want to talk about the Beach Watch Project because that is just so fascinating that Lamar is responsible for that um, and that students are engaged in that. But tell us how you came to, to Lamar University. What was your path here? Um, okay, so I have always wanted to teach. Teaching is my passion. And so right after my postdoctoral 
research, um, I was looking for uh, faculty positions, and I had done my uh, postdoctoral position at the UT Health Science Center at San Antonio. So I was in Texas before, and when I saw a faculty uh, position announced in Texas, I had left Texas for a couple of years to Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. And um, so I applied and I came back. I came right back to Texas just because I um, I had loved the weather, the climate, the people, everybody, uh, everything about Texas. And so that, that's how <laughs> I got back to Beaumont. The weather you're enjoying, this heat right now, we're dying. And you're enjoying it? <laughs> uh, well, it's all relative, right, Shelley? I did my PhD in the University of Calgary in Canada. Okay, okay yeah. So, yeah, when you say it's all relative, it is really relative. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, I think that you're very envied by some of the faculty at Lamar because you have this beautiful space now in the new science and technology building. And is that where you conduct most of your research there? Uh, yes, that that is correct. I I just uh, started my new research lab, rather moved my research lab from old building to this brand new facility starting January 2020, started setting up everything only to close for uh, probably three months. And then I got right back into the lab um, from June 1st. And so uh, we are there. I do all kinds of research. My uh, My main pet project research plus the beach watch and any other collaborative research. It's all done in my lab in the science and technology building. Well, let's talk about Beach Watch. So this program is funded by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the Texas General Land Office. Um, but, but you and students administer it. And, and what's significant about this project to um, the Southeast Texas community? Why is this so important? Okay, so uh, number one, again, you mentioned heat and um, the, the number one place that anybody can go freely around here is the beach for all kinds of recreational activities. And so we have uh, in Jefferson County itself, we have the Searing State Park Beach and the McFadden uh, Beach. And um, so this project uh, is mandated by EPA for all the um, shorelines to um, monitor the water quality for recreational activities for people to primarily to safeguard public health. Uh, yes. So when kids go, say, uh, swim and play and swallow that water, if the bacterial level is too high, then it will lead to uh, several gastrointestinal diseases or um, ear infections and all that. So um, it, it's, a, it's a nationwide program, actually. But in, in the state of Texas, the General Land Office is... Um, interested with that responsibility, and they give out grants to identified agencies um, depending on how well we uh, provide their services. And so for Jefferson County, um, it's the Lamar University Department of Biology and uh, under my supervision. So uh, we actually uh, sample the water from these uh, two beaches. We have 10 sites, and we do this every week. And so it, it's, it's a very, wow. very responsible uh, job for my students. Yeah. Um, so we drive out to the beach, they collect the sample, bring it back to the lab, and we set up the assay. And that assay also is the one that is approved by EPA. And so mm. we, uh, we set it up, and the next day they'll come back, look for the uh, levels of bacterial species. So we, we just monitor uh, for several uh, certain key species. They are called as enterococci. 
And the logic there is that if if you have high numbers of those enterococci, then there could be high numbers of anything else that is pathogenic in that water. And so, uh, uh, so we monitor for that, and uh, there is a threshold level. And the moment we get any even number one uh, CSU per uh, over that count, then yes. um, automatically the database uh, is updated like every week. And then we have to, um, then I would have to then call the uh, county judge's office to issue an advisory. And then they issue the advisory. It goes out to the state, state park authorities at CRIM and McFadden, and they also release it to the news media so that uh, people are aware. And then we have specific signs that uh, people at the at these two sites will um, flip that board for us, cautioning people, saying that there's high bacterial count and use caution. And then um, once that happens. We uh, um, under normal uh, circumstances, it's just that one time sample, one uh, once a week sampling. But when the counts go up, like what happened in the last probably three weeks ago, we had to go every single day until oh, the wow. levels fall back down to uh, the below the tre- threshold. So my students were out there every day, rain or shine, uh, <laughs> six uh, days continuously. So. At times it becomes uh, too much, but then um, both me and my students, they, uh, we all like, you know, we know it is important to alert the community and yes, keep the community yes. safe. And so this is one way by which we can take our lab science and our knowledge of microbiology to the community uh, to make an impact. Well, and it is so important for the students to get involved. I mean, this is real-world stuff. Um, so I would think that they, they're not only getting the educational benefit of, of the, you know, doing the testing, but also they, they've got to feel like they're um, significant to the community. They're, they're really making a difference uh, uh, to, to the community. Uh, that, that is true. And the students sometimes tell me that uh, there's, there'll be families out in the beach when they go sample. And so they uh, um, occasionally stop my students and say, hey, you're from Lamar. What are you doing? What kind of test? So the students would come back and right. tell me that, oh, we feel like so important. And, you know, like the, it makes right. them feel good. <laughs> That's great. Okay, you mentioned some of your 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 pet research, some of the things that you're most interested in, and I know we're going to run out of time, but I do want to hear about some of the things that you are working on that maybe you're excited about um, now and in the future. Sure. Uh, so my pet projects, uh, I call them my pet projects because um, that was um, uh, these projects were kind of um, the uh, brainchild of. Uh, my PhD uh, or the outcomes of my PhD and postdoctoral research. So I uh, primarily am interested in looking at host pathogen interactions. What that mm. what that means is when a bacteria or a virus or a uh, whichever pathogen comes into our body, how our body reacts, and so we, which will involve a whole deal of immunology, molecular biology, and microbiology. So uh, my model systems that I use um, uh, are two. One is uh, a tropical disease-causing pathogen called Leishmania, um, uh, which is, the diseases are pretty common in the tropical belt of the world. And obviously, I'm from a tropical country, and so that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And the second mm. most important project is the one that affects everybody in the community. And just like how you were mentioning, there are so many asymptomatic yes. people. Um, yes. So this is this has to do with a sexually transmitted disease caused mm-hmm. by a protozoan called Trichomonas, 
and um, a, a whole bunch of them in our community will have it especially our target population the college going age from like 18 to 24 is the target mm-hmm. population and the big thing about this disease it is not a killer that's why so many people don't take it so seriously however uh, more than 60% of the people that are infected by trichomonas which people often call as trick infection are asymptomatic and because it is an std so people uh, can ah. give it to their partners without knowing it and now mm-hmm. in the recent past people have found out that um well we, uh, the details are not yet known but they do, they do know that uh, if a woman has S, uh, the trichomonas for a long time even without much problem there mm-hmm. will be low grade inflammation and um it, eventually that uh, person will end up having cervical cancer and similarly oh, wow. for men uh for men it is almost always asymptomatic infection they won't even know that they have it and they could also give it to their partners constantly uh, there is no immunity to this, this disease so it can keep on occurring now and then and so that low grade inflammation will lead to low sperm counts and uh, eventually it gets into the prostate and then they uh, there are um epidemiological studies suggesting that there uh, these patients probably will end up having prostate cancer and all that so it's a, it's kind of a neglected um common nuisance type of std but which has lifelong implications and so because it is asymptomatic in some people and symptomatic in others uh, it's pretty interesting to look at the immune responses mm-hmm. for this pathogen so that is my uh, one of my projects so i have students looking at what kind of cytokines are released what are the what are the signaling pathways and such so that's um that's one other project fascinating that and that stuff's happening right there in the science and technology building on the Lamar University campus and students are involved and i think that that is just great okay we've got 1 minute left i want you to real quickly talk to us about how you're going to teach students um i think in the McDonald gym yes this semester um yes uh, i um i just looked at the uh, arrangements the seating arrangements are done very um aptly maintaining the social distance they have put up big red stickers and um, um uh, telling students uh, primarily i get, i think to not to move the chairs and all that and then i hope uh, we will have a good audio visual system that where through uh, through which i can live stream so my plan is to, my class has 177 students enrolled mm-hmm. in it and mm-hmm. so uh, i'm hoping to have two cohorts because i teach tuesdays and thursdays so i'm going to have one group come in on tuesday uh, in person and yeah. while i do the live lecture and live screening the uh, live streaming these other um, cohorts will be watching from home and then the second cohort will come on a thursday while the first cohort will watch it from home um and uh, normally i do a lot of um projects and in class work and all that so i've planned all of those slightly differently involving a lot of uh, digital resources like um including including like pinterest and what not all the right. social uh, stuff to make it more uh, interactive and collaborative Engaging. for the students. Yeah. Well, it's it, you're you're creative and innovative and uh just one of the best of the best that we have at Lamar University and we so appreciate you sharing all the information that you did with us today. Dr. Cookner, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Tanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas. <laughs>